Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 106. This interview is with Gregory Puy, one of the best-known bloggers in France, recently cited as the top 70 rising social media stars worldwide by the phenomenal Mark Schaefer. Greg has been working with many major companies on their digital strategy and on digital transformation. Moving to New York soon, I wanted to catch up with Greg to chat about the challenges of digital transformation and to look at how the C-suite needs to adjust. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. So, hello. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue. Today in a wonderful little restaurant in the heart of Paris. Uh, I'm with Greg Puy, who is a huge blogger, well-known personality in the web in France. And uh, he's about to move somewhere. So, Greg, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you are, what you're up to. And tell us what is your mindset. Right. So, my mindset is I, I do marketing. And I did marketing because I love sociology in the first place. So, I'm very, very uh, much uh, focused on consumer. That's really my mindset. It's not con connected to uh, digital. It is my mindset way before uh, digital. Beautiful. And so um, what I'm doing is I'm moving to the U.S. in New York because I want to have new challenges and I want to have be more close to where everything's happening. So that's what I want to do. And what I'm doing here, uh, I'm a consultant um, and I'm working with um, good big organization to, uh, in the digital transformation, basically. So it's a lot about seminars and a lot of consulting also. And speeches. And speeches also, yeah, that I do um, in different countries, like um, at uh, London for Adobe, or uh, in August I'll be in South Africa. So I'm moving around. All right, well, that's great. So, Greg, one of the things that I was going to get into was uh, you have a, uh, a very well-read blog here. You do it in French. You also have one in English. Describe us your ecosystem, how, how your publishing ecosystem system or how do you do all that all right so what i do basically is well i have my blog since nine years and what i know now in french is that i'm publishing on my blog because my my community somehow is french mostly i have some americans too but also from other countries but now what i do is publishing on other media uh, like uh, french media like les Echo or french web or some other french media because i, I believe that um, it is also very interesting to to get another um Another community uh, involved in what I'm saying. Whether if I only blog on my blog, then you know it's going to be uh, smaller, or it's right. going to be very focused on my community that already know me, and I want to go like further. Right. It's funny, you know. It makes me think of, of you know, we we're in, we brought up in the digital space, and we we get our own blog, we got our community, and then there's this whole thing of digital marketing and blended marketing and or this integrated marketing mm -hmm. and, and in the end of the day what you're doing is kind of what brands need to be doing yeah somehow I, I, I'm not so much focused on uh, on analytics I don't even have Google Analytics on my blog I don't care about how many people are coming on my blog it's not it's not my focus I, I'm not selling any 
advertising on my on my blog. So I don't care. What I want to have is people reading me, uh, and the broader uh, the broader people. So I will publish on different uh, media depending on what I'm saying. So it could be the novel ops for a very broad information. It could be on Les Echo for very specific on um, business. CEO business things, and then on French web for startups. Um, more digital persons. So depending on what I'm publishing, I will try to, to focus on a specific media. But I really believe that I'm not so much focused on bringing people to me. I want to have, I'm, I'm going to people uh, through different media. And that's true that brands should do that. They always spend so much energy and time and money on the website that they, afterwards they want everybody to come on the website, which is, from my perspective, uh, a mistake. Yeah, a little bit of focus on the owned media as opposed yeah. to shared and earned. Somehow they, they are focused on the owned media, even though they will focus on the Facebook page, which is not exactly owned media, it is their own space in the, in the media that they don't own, basically. Um, but what they do is, yeah, again, they will reproduce the website on, on Facebook, which is not always a good decision. Well, pretty much no, and never. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. All right, so one of the latest uh, podcasts, uh, sorry, um, posts that you wrote, uh, you can't help but you know, raise your eyebrows, uh, is uh, Social Media Guru has been lying to you. So I, I'd like you just to tell us the, what the principles behind that post. Well, the thing is that a lot of um, things have been told on social media. Um, and like, uh, you've got fans, you've got a community, how to handle your community or brand community, uh, that um, you're going to have uh, free media, um, you're going to have, I mean, you're going to do amazing things on, on, on social media, you're going to have an amazing ROI, you're going to find new customers, and all this blah, 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 blah. is lie. And, well, that is not the first time that I'm saying it, but I, I, I'm just trying to help people saying, you don't have a brand community. First thing about what is a community. A community is a group of people that are organizing around values. You don't even know what your brand values are, so how do you want to handle a community? So what you have on Facebook is not a community, and they are not fans. They are enthusiastic, if you like to call them a certain, a certain way, but they're not fans. A fan is a very strong word, and the problem is that brands are behaving just like they have a community and fans, which means that they're only talking about themselves, and they are really after how many fans that they've got, and everything is, I mean, that, that's just a, a bad way of doing it. The good way would be to go into vertical communities. A vertical community is a community on the subject, and they should try to get in an existing community, try instead of trying to get their own community, which is possible, but that will take a lot of time and a lot of energy, and not just opening a Facebook page. Do you feel that there's also a vindication of what you're saying based on the the latest, or specifically the latest changes that Facebook has been doing in terms of throttling the audience? I mean, so the, 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 the promise of social media also, it so happens, is really the dust is off. Yeah, somehow, I mean... That's very funny that um, brands are always trying to do uh, money and to do business, right? That, that's what they're trying to do. And they didn't see that coming, that Facebook was trying to do business too. And so Facebook is always talking about the 1 billion, 1 billion, 200 million people and trying to, to make brands believe or market believe that they're going to be able to reach those guys when they can't even reach their own fan. Um, and, well, that's just logical because from Facebook perspective, well, they, they try to, to catch the, the marketers through the Facebook pages and then saying, well, if you want to contact your fans, then you have to pay. And that's pretty much logical on the Facebook perspective. But for brands, it's just like um, 
the wake-up wake call. Uh, and now, yeah, for brands that have more than 500,000 fans, they can have a reach of less in an average 4%, so which means that they, they are reaching 4% in average of their fans, which is pretty much nothing, especially compared to emailing, for example. When, when, um, when you look at that, you, there are two things that it makes me think of. One is, should brands be more focused on mass media or, and, should brands be more focused on actually creating de facto values? Well, I, I do believe that, well, I, I, first, I will not oppose mass media to digital. Uh, I think both are relevant. Uh, I'm not like uh, such a guy who is saying that TV is dead, or I think broadcast is kind of dead, but, um, or is dying somehow. Uh, but I'm not saying TV is going to be dying, or I don't think we should always you know, consider TV is dying, or TV is bad, or mass media is that bad. I think mass media is great to, um, to create... Um, knowledge uh, around the product around the brand but you will never ha you will have to f to think about what people are going to do which means um, they're going to search online has their friends uh, and then they want to have personal information and when i'm saying personal is not only having an email with your name into it but something much more personal so then it's about Relevant, yeah, exactly. But then it's about privacy and data. And the whole fight is there to me is like, how do you want to have relevant advertising when people don't want to share the information? So I think that's where it begins to be interesting um, to, uh, to, to give people what they want, which means relevant information and um, not only relevant, but uh, personalized information, um, but not being too much intrusive uh, at the same time. You've got to find that nice balance. So, Greg, when you are you're talking with these large companies you're working with here in France, give us an idea of the type of assignments. Do you feel like they've evolved the assignments you're getting? And tell us what you're up to. Well, the, the problem is that my um, the people that I'm talking with uh, in brands are mostly marketing directors, um, depending on the organization, right? Um, and the problem is that um, most of the organizations that I know, uh, they want to have a digital transformation, most of them. They did understand that digital is huge and they have to go that way. But the problem is that somehow they do that um, not because they want to, but because they have to. And it ends up with um, creating a Facebook page, creating an app because they have to, because they have to, face, to be on Facebook, they have to, be, to create an app, they have to be mobile, blah, 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 but they don't really believe it. And so they are trying to. Why don't they believe it? Because it's so much. I mean, it's so much nicer to, to do it the old way. So you have this very uh, well-known sentence, but we've we've always done that that way, which is killing everything. So what brands missing usually is a vision, a, a, a huge a huge vision which change everything. A, a vision around consumer, a vision around business. To my perspective, business is the consequences of what you're doing. It's not a goal. Mm -hmm. For most brands. Business is a goal, and especially for shareholders. Uh, and I know that it's, it's struggling uh, <laughs> to have that vision. But then it means to change the organization, to change uh, the way uh, digital is integrated also. We have digital team mostly, but digital team is only a digital acceleration team. It's not like a digital team that's going to do everything about digital, which happens most of the time with marketers uh, in brands that I'm working with. Um, you have to change the way people work together. You have to, to change the, the assignment. Uh, you have to change the way the bonus are made because the bonus are still made on the old-fashioned way, 
which means that they are not going to go digital. So even though you are explaining to them, well, digital is that, digital is changing that, you should go that way, they're not doing it at the end of the day. So I, I hear you. And um, so upping the dis level of points, so we're talking a lot with digital marketers, I would like to put up two other little bu balloons up there which we can shoot at. One of them is the C-suite, and the other one are agencies. How do you look at those two balloons? Well, agency. I, I, I've been working in agencies. Um, what is interesting is that the, the transformation is even bigger for them, and they are struggling a lot. For uh, themselves. For themselves, <laughs> yeah, for themselves. And the problem is that, well, it is interesting. So I was working in a huge agency, uh, a digital agency, and I had this discussion with my uh, ex-CEO, uh, and he was telling me, well, Greg, so... As you're sharing everything that you are thinking on your blog, what is your value? And that was such an interesting conversation because it was like, I was like, yeah, my value is that if I'm sharing things, then people will come to me to do business, and that's where my value is, basically. And he couldn't understand that. Generosity would be an underlying value. Exactly. And he couldn't understand that because to his perspective, if you keep your information, you know, this very old-fashioned way of doing business, the information is the power, so you will not share it. And that's how we were doing business. And now we are saying, well, you should share your knowledge because if you share all your knowledge, then people will come to you. Well, you push back. You know, the issue is, well, the vision and the values of the brand. And so when we went back upstream before talking about well, what do we need, we need vision, we need values. But if those values are, are maybe more intellectual, you know, we're, we're high quality, we are about innovation, uh, but there's less humanity and less palpable human values in them, then how does that come across? Or how do you, how do you then translate that into a, a, a digital strategy? Well, I think people are making a lot of uh, blah blah around digital. Um, digital is not so much; it's not so much complicated. Uh, I, I try to make it very simple usually. Um, and to come back to the agency, usually they are trying to make things very complicated for um, for the brands not to understand it, uh, and so they can sell a lot of uh, <laughs> consulting. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Chris Brogan the other day. He said his uh, six-year-old teacher, Connor Tragen or something, he said. If you well, yeah, just speak to me as if we were I'm a six year old. Forget all the complicated stuff. Make it easy. So what I'm saying about digital, usually the, the way I'm explaining it uh, is, digital is just like a pen. So you know how to write, but you're not someone who is writing novel. And I'm not asking you to write novel, but there's not such thing in a company as uh, a team who know how to write and the other who don't. And with a pen, you can do so much things, so much, so many things. You can, um, I mean, um, how do you call that? You know, um, did sketch? I sketch a cassette? Is it? Oh, you, you can. Oh, yeah. You, you, you mean uh, rewind a cassette? Rewind a cassette. Oh, wait, 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 we're all. We're showing our age here. Those cassettes. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, you can put it in your hair if you have long hair and you're a woman. You can write novels. You can write a sketch. You can. Actually, you can undo kryptonite locks. Yeah, exactly. You can undo kryptonite locks. You can write on the walls. You can do a lot of things, and digital is pretty much the same. So, we're not asking you to be uh, developers or to be a specialist, but you ha you have to do digital, and digital is going to be everywhere, anyhow. So, sorry, I'm like <laughs> going. <laughs>
I'm going. I didn't answer. I didn't answer your question. But to go back to the, agen to the agency, um, I feel that um, what we are expecting from agency now is um, to do integrated marketing. And what I've seen is that no agency is able to um, to do integrated marketing, which means having everything connected. What you have mostly is about ego, and um, the ego of creative person is doing TV still uh, because they like to see themselves the on TV. Exactly, and creative in agency are very huge. Uh, they've got a lot of power, and they want to see themselves on TV. So, so if you're a brand, what do you what do you recommend? Um, I would recommend to work with different agencies um, and uh, to make them work together, which is not an easy task. But if you have a good brief and a good uh, consumer insight, um, and it's pretty clear for for the agencies, then they might be able to work together. And um, even for these groups like publicists, for example, uh, they have a lot of agencies, but it is it is not true that they're working together. Uh, they hate each other. The internal uh, competition. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of internal competition. So even the groups won't help. So what you have to do is making sure that everybody's working together, like the peer teams, the digital team, the agents, the ad agency, the media agency, and blah, blah, blah. All right, so I'm going to you know, throw this one back out. Is In a large corporation, if I'm a brand working for a large one, which we might know personally, you and I very well, yeah. um, they have enough challenges within their own company of getting themselves together. And you're asking them to federate a, a bunch of cats that are outside, that are independent, albeit, you know, suppliers. Well, the, the, for this corporation that we're talking about, um, the problem is that... Um, First, you have to do a brief. Well, a lot of agencies still are um, trying to make money through uh, the um, deal that they've got with media, mm -hmm. and they will uh, propose you if you don't if you don't pay attention. They will propose you things that are not relevant for your brand, but that are relevant for their business, mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of uh, companies are trying to uh, uh, shrink the the margin. Uh, and so, what the, the agency are doing is trying to get the margin back through uh, the media that they are buying. So. You have to be very careful on what they are doing. A lot of brands still are doing like copy. I mean, a lot of groups that are doing a lot of advertising are doing copy paste of media plan. It's unsilly, but that's what they do. They are buying so much GRP, much more than what is needed. So just be careful on what you are buying and understand what you are buying. A lot of people they don't even uh, so are not even able to to describe what the GRP is, which is kind of sad when they are buying that every day. Uh, but that's the reality of marketers. Yeah, another thing, another discussion I was having with a friend the other day was um, from agency side talking about video and uh, the repurposing of video. So we do an ad, 30 seconds, beautiful, pay a lot for it, must maximize it. So you slap it on to a pre-roll and, and of course the first five seconds of, of an ad are not necessarily the most appropriate yeah. five, first five seconds of YouTube. Totally. So the problem is that TV was made on a narrative um, perspective as what you were doing is creating a story where the, the story was getting bigger and bigger. I mean, for 15 seconds or 30 seconds. And on digital, if you're not interested in the, four, uh, the first five seconds, you're hot. And what happens is those um, pre-roll is that you hate the brand who's doing it because right. it's so much intrusive. That and you, you you have to watch it and you like you're pissed off and that's very interesting that it is a counter-effective advertising which means that it is even worse than doing nothing um, because if you do nothing it's going to be fine if you do that people might hate you for 
avoiding them to watch the video that they actually want to see. And if you're boring uh, on the top of it, which happens with TV ad usually because they are so much focused on product, um, it's it's really worse. Well, so do you to to what extent do you believe that there, there's a, a lack or a lesser patience? When you're watching on YouTube, than a on TV or you know on television. Yeah, well, I think yeah, maybe we're gonna get used to uh, those ads on YouTube, but um, I think that the time is shrinking and peop- everything's going fast, very fast, and uh, you you have less time on uh, on on the web on the web. Yeah. Um, there is a feeling like we've it's a different behavior. Yeah. So I um, want to go. To, you just uh, published today uh, an article. Congratulations in uh, Angel Les Echo about digital transformation. Tell us about this article. So yeah, what, what I was trying to explain is, <clears throat> well, I, I talked a little bit about that already, but that if you don't have a vision, y- you can't do anything. And by vision, I'm meaning something very strong that's gonna help people understand within the industry, within the company, what the personal role will be in this vision and most of companies don't have that because most I mean when we're talking about the you know this digital um, um, Interface. Not interface. No, 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 no. Uh, people who are not digital. Uh, Analogs. Neanderthals. No, the, uh, fracture. Fracture? The division. division. Division, yeah. We mostly think of uh, the modest people. But honestly, the this, this thing is mostly with the higher level. The CEO who thinks that digital is, yeah, you know, that's nice uh, for teenagers. Uh, but show you stuff is not on digital. That's really what they believe. I mean, deeply. Um, and... There's that's a whole level of mistrust or def- defiance. It's not even. It's not even that. It's even worse than that. It's more like this is like not inter- This is for kids. Yeah, it's not like very interesting. It's not very um, re- relevant. Digital is yeah. I mean, we know we have to do that. Like funny video on YouTube and blah blah blah. That's it. They don't have like this strong vision, and that's why when you have an industry that is disrupted, it's mostly because it's mostly by people that are coming from digital, not because they are more clever, not because they are more like fantastic or whatever. It's just because that they have a different mindset, a mindset where they are very uh, fast-paced uh, decision. They are very focused on consumers. They are trying to reduce the frictions of consumers, and that's why they are uh, succeeding. Whether classic classic business, they are more into. I want to keep my margin as they are, so I'm not going to change unless my business is shrinking. But the problem is that when your business is shrinking, it's already too late because the the, the decision um, process uh, within large companies is so long that they can't really react uh, or they will react the bad way. So my article is re- really about the mindset. It's really about uh, a vision and um, the education that you're going to have uh, on the on the people, the way you're going to transform the, um, the organization, but the way people work together. Um, also, um, the way you're going to make the bonus, uh, everything that I talked about really at the beginning of, of the, of the so podcast. Let's say, let, let, if we just practically speaking, we're, we're at the beginning of a digital transformation, Mr. Puy, and help me. There's so many choices out there. How do you get that ball rolling? All right. So the first thing I would do is go back to the basic. I mean, whenever you're lost, um, I feel that going back to the basic, that's what you do as a person. You go back to your parents or your friends, your old friends. 
Uh, well, for a brand, that's pretty much the same. What, when you, whenever you lost, you, you'll go back to, to the basic, knowing what is your sense of purpose. Most of the, of the marketers don't even know what the sense of purpose are. Go back to the values. Um, if you go back to Kodak, for example, when uh, George Eastman created Kodak, he wanted to make the photo the more accessible possible. When they created the, the, the digital camera, they did understand digital, uh, but their perspective was... Okay, digital is there. We invented the digital camera, but we are chemists, and our jobs they, they, they were misunderstanding the what and the why. So, the what was doing films because they were chemists, but the why was we want to make photo accessible. So what they did, they invest all their money on sharing platforms, but it was very I mean too soon. People wanted just digital camera, and they didn't get it because they were. Did, they didn't understand the, the difference between what and why. And most of the companies or marketers, they, they don't understand the difference between what or they confirm both of them, what and why. So go back to the basic and then have a vision on, around that. How can you help consumers? Being very much consumer focused, which means, I mean, most of the time employees are more focused on their own career then on, that, on their boss because their career is connected to their boss, then on their colleagues, and then on the consumer. Well, actually, I throw the products in the middle. And, and yeah, and the products. The products yeah, yeah, sure. Consumer. But the consumer is not, I mean, everybody, I mean, it's very funny to see people saying, yeah, we are consumer focused, blah, blah, blah. And when they're thinking, okay, so what is the consumer past, uh, past purchase? Well, a consumer doesn't have a past to purchase. They have a path, not a past to purchase. A past to purchase is already... It's not because that's con it's, it's already too, too brand centric, mm -hmm. and all the models are. And even though consumer pass to purchase is already consumer centric, right. supposed to be, and a lot of companies don't have don't even have this model. Mm -hmm. So, and for for my perspective, um, it's a lot about models, how people work together. So, change the way people work together, change the vision, understand what the sense of purpose is, uh, the visions are, and then we're gonna find out how you can handle digital. It's not just about being on Facebook, being on Twitter, being on Snapchat or whatever. This is bullshit. This is like um, the bad way of taking digital. All right. So, um, Greg, you're a sociologist. You have a sociology as a desire. I don't want to say yeah. you're a sociologist. I love that. Would you not? I mean, I, I, I think there's a, a thing we should be uh, talking about, maybe drumming a drum, which is bringing anthropologists and sociologists into business. Do you see any companies doing that? I do see a lot of companies doing that, and especially agencies. Um, I really believe uh, that um, sociology and uh, anthropology are very, very important. When I was saying go back to the basic, it's also going back to the human nature. And to our cave. Yeah, no, but going back to the human nature, going back to the human uh, real reality and understanding why do people share online, for example, or what is the ego thing. And I do a lot of, uh, not a lot, but still, I'm trying to do a lot of interview of uh, sociology sociologists to better promise that not so many sociologists are interested into digital, but some are, and that is very interesting to discuss with them about why do people share online, why do people uh, do that, and one of the explanations is, well, we are in a society where we are completely lost, uh, we are anonymous everywhere, whether we were used to have a, a family, uh, we were used to be in religions, we were used to, to live in small villages where everybody knows you, and now 
now you are thrown in a huge city where nobody knows you and you're just like lost and don't have any values. And that's also why people are so much into sales uh, when they have dates, like in France, for example. Uh, they are so much into, into this uh, movement uh, that you can see. Uh, they like to be uh, fans. or And that's very interesting to understand those movements uh, because if you don't understand that, then maybe you're going to misunderstand uh, how you can do marketing. I want to give a little plug to my friend uh, Thierry App and NetExplo. I don't right. know if you're familiar with that, but they, you yeah, know, sure. with Bernard Catla and, yeah, yeah, and right. really sociology is the heart of that. And I think we should bring that to, we'll bring that to New York, Greg, when we when we talk to you about that in a second. Um, one, of the, one, one other question, which is um, when we're talking about digital transformation, how do you define the role of the CEO? Uh, well, the CEO is the one who is leading, basically, so he has to have the vision and he has to, um, well, there's something I didn't say and it is so much important, I don't even know how I could forget that. Um, he is the one who should listen to the consumer. Um, to show how he is listening to the consumer. This is so important. Um, the guy from Free, for example, in France, Xavier, doing, Xavier Nel is doing that a lot, listening to the people. He's receiving every every now and then uh, people from, I mean, nowhere into the executive committee to better understand how these guys are thinking. And, Anybody, and that is in so it's the empty chair uh, version French. Yeah, he's got the empty chair, and he's got also this. He's trying the services that he, the company is launching. It's on silly, but most marketers just don't. Steve do it. Jobs was all about that. Yeah, totally, and. It seems silly, but a lot of marketers don't do that uh, themselves. So. Um, uh, his role is giving the vision uh, and showing uh, showing what people should do. And for example, we are talking about uh, going on Twitter. I think a CEO should be on Twitter at some point. Not like everybody, like everyday tweeting, but being involved and answering to people. And because that's how you understand the real the reality of consumers. Uh, that's that's a little shout out to uh, Nicolas Borda and Tweet Bosses. We're good on that. So, um, Greg, you're going to New York. Um, tell us a little bit about it. We just want to finish up on that. What do you, what's, what's your project in New York? That's very exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. So, w what I'm planning to do is um, uh, being a consultant there. Um, um, I will focus on luxury, I believe, because I work a lot with luxury brands in France. And I really believe that there's a, lo I mean, there's a, a lot of things that have to be done within the luxury industry, um, and um, that's what I want to do. Um, so I will arrive there, I, I believe, uh, mid, mid of July, uh, and I will try to uh, meet people because that's how business is made at the end of the day, and uh, trying to make my voices uh, existing in the U.S. also. Well, I'm sure there's a place for that. So, Greg, in terms of luxury brands, then uh, who do you think is, are, you know, are, the, are showing the good example in that? And maybe mm -hmm. if you want to throw out the other one, who need the most help? Well, a lot of them need help because most of them don't listen. I mean, the basic truth of the digital, I believe, is, well, most of... I mean, I was saying a lot of brands are not, I don't have any vision on, 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 on digital. It is specifically true on, on luxury brands um, because they are so much into uh, the savoir-faire and uh, all and the this. creative director is and king. Right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, these guys are not so much into digital. But when going back to the, to the creative, a, a creative guy, when you ask where, where is your inspiration coming from, he will always say, well, industry, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm, I'm guessing that none of them or a very few of them are going into Pinterest and just watching what people are pinning because that is the street, basically. That's what people are dreaming, the inspiration, what they like. Um, but most, most of them, they just don't do it. Um, so this is a basic thing. But um, to go back to the, the brands that uh, are very good, um, well, I think there's none, but... Um, Uh, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying what um, Hermes is doing. Even though they are not so much digital, uh, I really think they have this uh, freedom of doing uh, interesting things uh, within digital. Uh, then you have Old Burberry, uh, not for uh, this shop in London that I, I, I'm not so much a believer of that because they just put screens everywhere. I'm not really believing that it's, it's helping sales at, at the ending point, but well. Uh, but I really like the way they, um, they, they went into uh, Pinterest, they created this uh, trench uh, operation, and that was very clever. Yeah. yeah, that was very clever. And Hermes, what do you like in, in what you've seen, what they've done? Is it, is well, what, what I like about Hermes is the tone that they're using. They are very... Um, Well, what you what you see with luxury brands usually is they are, is they are trying to, to create a distance. They are saying, well, we are luxury men, we have to be distant. The mystique. Yeah, the mystique. And and uh, the reality is you don't have to be that way. Uh, what you have to be on digital is exactly the same way as you would uh, deal with a consumer in a boutique, uh, basically. So you don't respect someone because he's distant. You respect someone because he knows things and he's got this uh, savoir-faire again, uh, which is very strong. Um, you don't have to be distant to get respect. And that's what most of luxury brands didn't understand. They are trying to create this uh, false distance somehow in on luxury. And what I like about uh, Hermes is that they are not doing that so much. They are very, very close to the people um, and they are very funny and they are playing with their own brands. They are pretty sure of themselves and because they know that their uh, know-how is very strong mm -hmm. all right last question for you greg uh who's your role model well i have several role models but uh, i would say philippe bourguignon he's a french guy so i like him very much because i, I know his family and i know his daughter uh, pretty well um and i really like the way uh well this guy is uh was um working at disney he created um disneyland in in france And at some point, so he was working in the U.S., uh, and at some point he was going to be number two of Disney Worldwide. And the uh, thing is that he refused that because his wife wanted to go back to France. And the way he decided things was not so much business focus. He's a real good man, you know, like values. And the way he rose his children, the educa he educated them is to me very very interesting because they are very very humble very simple but not like in a false way which would be worse uh, than being uh, but like very truly humble I, I remember the story where Emily a daughter uh, she um, she sent a resume at uh, Disneyland in France and so They received her at, uh, for the interview and say, well, it's very funny, you have the same name of our CEO. And she said, well, yeah, it's my, it's my father. And they were like, so what exactly are you doing here? Why do you have an interview? She was like, well, I mean, that's how you get a job. I mean, I, I'm not going to ask my father. No nepotism. Yeah, I, I'm not going to ask my father. And I thought that, I mean, that's just a little story, right? But I thought it's, it's very interesting the way they were educated. And that's how, that's why he's my role model somehow. Beautiful. Well, uh, Greg, I, I, um, it's great to get to know you. And, and thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, in, the, in a world where there's a, a lot of these experts that are running around, what, what I really appreciate about you is your generosity and, uh, and your humility. And it really comes through. So, uh, Greg, thanks for being on the show. And, um, Really good luck in New York and let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Thanks very much.
Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Internet Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please rate it in iTunes, and don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or to tweet it out. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset, or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.